are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I'm terrific. The weather in Pittsburgh is beautiful. It's very sunny and spring-like. We just grilled out. I mean, so I couldn't be in a better mood. Yeah, yeah, same here. It's it's uh, it's warming up. Spring is here. Yeah. Uh, free agencies kind of... Kind of Come and gone. We're, we're certainly past the, the first wave, maybe even the second wave. A few interesting names still out there, but uh, we are going to turn our attention once again to the 2021 rookie class and away from that uh, free agency group as we wait for Leonard Fournette and James Conner and guys like that to sign. We'll, we'll see if those guys find homes soon. Uh, but we're going to do something we've done uh, a couple times over the past month or so, which uh, I, I really enjoy myself, and, and hopefully our listeners do as well. We're going to take a look at a uh, mock draft, an actual NFL mock draft, and basically kind of play that what-if game. If this is how it goes, if this is the draft capital that these rookies get, and these are the landing spots, then what? Uh, so today we're looking at a mock draft, a three-round mock draft from Pro Football Focus uh, and Mike Renner over there. Obviously, PFF does a does an awesome job with with all things football, and, and Mike does a good job covering the draft. So we're going to take a look at uh, at least his first round. We'll throw out a couple of the picks in the second and third round as well. Matt, of course, no surprise at the top. It's Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville. We'll move on. Uh, 1.02, <laughs> this is becoming, uh, I guess, kind of a chalk pick as well. Uh, this is this is what I'm starting to see everywhere, that it's Zach Wilson to the Jets. Are, are you kind of accepting at this point that's going to be the pick? Yeah, I am. And I, th- I find it interesting, you know, what could happen to Darnold from that point. Um, with all respect to Fields and Lance, I think they are excellent prospects. I think the draft starts at number three. Yeah, that's kind of where I am as well. I, I guess my question for you would be, if that's the case, and, and really it, it, this would be true whether it's Wilson Fields or, or Lance or uh, any of those quarterbacks, what did the Jets do with Sam Darnold? Because there's there's certainly not as many landing spots. You know, Washington has found their quarterback. Uh, say what you will about Chicago and Andy Dalton, but they seem to be ready to move forward into 2021. Uh, I guess Denver is still looking. You know, you could you could find a spot maybe. Uh, but, I mean, Sam Darnold just doesn't seem to be an attractive option. Yeah, I get the feeling that the league isn't as quite as high on him as many in the media might have been. And, you know, you mentioned some spots. How about Washington San Francisco, maybe, you know, you mentioned Chicago. Could Detroit add them to the mix with Goff? Eh, probably not. Um, or do the Jets just hold on to them, make it a quarterback competition, and wait for someone to get hurt in the first preseason game and get a little bit more for them or something along those lines? But I'm not saying he's worthless or anything along those lines. I just think that interest ha- probably hasn't been quite as strong as some of us expected. Yeah. Well, one landing spot I like uh, for Sam Darnold, if he is traded, 
and of course this would depend on how the NFL draft plays out as well, would be Atlanta. If he goes there, yeah. backs up uh, Matt Ryan uh, under that that offensive-minded coaching staff, that, that could be a spot. But, of course, we would not expect him to, to start in 2021, maybe even the next year. So I, I think at this point we, we can't assume that he's going to be a starter in the league. No, I don't think we can assume that. Um, I don't mean to dispute you, but this kind of goes with the mock as well because we have a trade coming up with that Atlanta pick. I think that Matt Ryan extension pretty much assures that he's their starter this year for sure, next year maybe for sure, and maybe even the following year. I mean, it's it's like a $48 million cap hit to move him after the season next year. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think he's there uh, for at least a couple more years. So that would be more of a, a long-term play for uh for darnold and and from the falcon standpoint as well yeah. he he he's probably gonna have to go that mitch trubisky route where he just accepts the backup role i mean still if i were the bears i'd i mean i'd be very interested or washington you, you don't love fitzpatrick in washington i do love fitzpatrick in washington for fantasy and for a shot in the arm but just not for any kind of long-term value sure sure that's understandable All right, let's keep going down the first round of this mock draft here. Uh, At both four and five, we've got trades. And uh, again, talking about something that seems to be consistently popping up in mock drafts, it is trades into the top five. And it just just seems like it's going to happen. Maybe not both of those picks, but you've got... um, You've got some teams that have some flexibility to maybe move down, and you certainly have some teams who are looking for uh, young starting quarterbacks. At 1.04, we've got the San Francisco 49ers moving up to draft Justin Fields. And then at 1.05, Carolina Panthers trade up and select Trey Lance. Thoughts on either of those moves? Not surprising at all, especially from the Carolina perspective. I mean, they haven't exactly hidden it very well that they want to aggressively pursue a quarterback. I mean, not to get too off topic, but the Deshaun Watson news of late pretty much makes him untradeable for right now. So, you know, if you're the Panthers, you get super aggressive to go get a Fields or a Lance or somebody like that. I really do think there's a great chance. I mentioned Atlanta, you know, that that they could trade out and live with Matt Ryan for the next couple of years. And certainly at three, I think Miami's open for business. I would not be shocked if the first four picks are quarterbacks at all, or or four of the first five. Yeah, here in, in Mike's mock, we've got four of the top five are quarterbacks. Uh, I think he, I believe he had Miami going offensive line uh, at three. 1.06, Kyle Pitts. Of course, that would, and, and that's to Philadelphia, that would maybe upset a lot of uh, dynasty managers who are counting on uh, Dallas Goddard. We, it, We've been waiting for this Goddard breakout, the next step. He's He's been teasing us for years now. Seems like one way or another we're finally going to um, have he and, and Zach Ertz separated. It, it seems like a trade or maybe even a release of Zach Ertz is, is happening very soon. But then this, now we've got, in this scenario, we've got Pitts and Goddard both at that tight end spot. Uh, I, I know... You know, Pitts is almost just considered a wide receiver at this point. That's what I was going to say, too. Right. Yeah, but it it still would 
would be a little bit of a downer for for those Goddard managers out there. It would, but the second this would happen, I would put offers in for Goddard because I still think he's going to yeah. be on the field a lot. Right, right, and and we've seen we've seen Goddard and Ertz coexist and and both put up fantasy points. Uh, in fact, they've both been uh, tight end ones over the past couple of years. One point oh seven. This and this is starting to feel like maybe an obvious pick as well because this Lions team just has nothing at wide receiver. I mean, they've um, they have Williams. signed Brashad right. Perriman lately. They've signed. Tyrell Williams recently, those two, along with Quintess Cephas, are their top three wide receivers now. So Mike has them drafting the first wide receiver off the board, Jamar Chase. I love Jamar Chase. I think he's he, we can already consider him a, a wide receiver one in Dynasty. I would not love this landing spot, though. No, no, I would not either. Yeah, it's... It, I don't, don't know if he I can mean, last we, to the seventh pick. Well, I mean, if I just said four out of five is going to be quarterbacks, some some studs are going to fall. Yeah, yeah, some some of these big names, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, they're they're going to fall. Maybe even further than this. You know, we we kind of got in trouble, and and I say we because it's it, it seemed to be such a popular opinion a couple years ago when AJ Brown landed in Tennessee that his stock fell his stock dropped a little bit because that was viewed as a as a bad landing spot and we've seen uh-huh. what has happened since then so i don't want uh i don't want to repeat that mistake and and i would suggest others uh you know to to follow suit there but yeah D- detroit with this this offense they seem to be building that's is going to be run heavy we know jared goff is there it it would just feel like um, like a shot in the arm for, for Jamar Chase managers. Yeah. Real quick, uh, I'm, this Lions management, biting ankles and knees and Spielman and these guys, I wonder if they would take a receiver this high, you know, or are they just going to take a run-stuffing nose tackle or something? You know what I mean? Like just a yeah. big, big power player somehow. Like uh, you often see Devontae Smith mocked here. Would that regime take a 170-pound guy at their first pick ever? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. And, and you've got a good point. Maybe, maybe not a wide receiver at all. So you're giving me a little hope there. Bad spot to land, Matt. When we come back, we'll take a look at the rest of the first round from Mike Renner over at PFF, and we'll do a little mock draft as well. All right, uh, folks. I've told you a lot about Bet Online. Um, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but there's still draft props and future bets and all that kind of stuff too. But NBA, March Madness, the NHL are in full swing. We're not that far away from NHL and NBA playoffs. Uh, Bet Online even covers you know TV shows and reality TV shows, different awards, uh, real time updated odds and props are almost on anything you on anything you can really imagine. Uh, Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. You got to use our promo code though, locked on, all caps, all one word. Uh, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up, which is super easy, and you receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, use the promo code locked on. Uh, Bet online, your online sports book experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. 
Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's get back to Mike Renner's uh, NFL mock draft. This is a three-rounder you can find over at PFF. Uh, he did a great job with this one. We're, not, we're certainly not going to cover every pick, uh, but suggest you check out Mike's work over there. 1.09, we've got another trade up for a quarterback. That was a theme of the uh, the earlier picks with San Francisco and Carolina both trading up, and now we've got the New England Patriots trading up to nine to draft Mac Jones. What would you think about that move? Mixed feelings, because I do think yeah. he's going to go high, you know, first of all. I think New England has really positioned themselves with all these crazy moves to – be in a position to move up. But I wonder, you know, I, I, I had done some mocks where I actually mocked, you know, Mac Jones to New England at 15, I think is where they were originally, because, you know, the Saban connection has a similar style to Brady. I just don't know. I mean, when they brought Newton back, it made me think, do they want a runner first? I mean, there, you even hear some rumblings that they're kind of building their offense sort of in the... Uh, Ravens, you know, situation similar to that. Mm. I don't know if Mac Jones is for them or does Belichick just say, I need a new quarterback, whoever it is, I'll adjust to him. I feel like the moves that they've made, overspending uh, on on a lot of these players, bringing in just, just so many players in general, especially on the offensive side, pass catchers, I think it, it tells us that they are looking at these rookie quarterbacks and yeah. Um, Mac Jones, based on where they're picking now, how high they could possibly get, uh, Mac Jones is the, I think, the most reasonable one to place in New England. Uh, let's see. We've got a run on wide receivers. Let's cover these. 13th overall to the Chargers, Devontae Smith. 16th overall to Arizona, his teammate, former teammate Jalen Waddell. 25th overall to Jacksonville is Terrace Marshall and 27th to Baltimore is Rashad Bateman. Uh, really quickly, Matt, what stands out about those four receivers and landing spots? Um, this isn't really a dynasty or a fantasy note, but if I were the Chargers or Cardinals and I get those Bama receivers in the middle of the first round, I'm pretty darn happy about that. Um, seems a little early for Terrence Marshall considering that they signed um, – who did Jacksonville sign again? Why am I forgetting that? They sent Marvin Jones. Yes. I mean, they got three adequate receivers and just so many other needs. Bateman to Baltimore makes a ton of sense to me. Boy, that would not be a, a landing spot I'd be excited about, though, as a dynasty owner. I don't know. I've, I've kind of been coming around to it. I think I told you. Uh, I, I can't remember if that was on our, on our show last week or or just in our conversation, that I was kind of hoping Juju went there, and, and yeah. we know that didn't happen. Um, I don't look so I, smart for my call on that, by the way. Why am I well, listening to Williamson about anything Steeler-related anymore? Hey, no, nobody saw that one coming, <laughs> I don't think. We were uh, we were speaking as if it was known that he was going to be gone. I, I really think, and, and this is a much deeper conversation, but I really think it's all about the salary cap, uh, both this year and the expected salary cap next year. Uh, we saw Will Fuller take a one-year deal. We saw Juju take the one-year deal. I, I think they were all just trying to kick the can down the road to, to next year with that huge uh, salary cap increase. But that's for another day. Yeah, yeah. 
Last pick in the first round and last pick we're going to talk about here is uh, Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay taking the only running back in the first round, Najee Harris. Uh, we saw Leonard Fournette and, and Ronald Jones play pretty well, um, play really well, honestly, down the stretch. But adding Najee Harris to that to that offense would just be such a boost. Oh, man. I mean, that would be fantastic. I really have been watching him a lot because I think there's a chance he ends up 24 to my Steelers. So I talk a lot about Najee Harris as well as Javante Williams. And I think Harris has a ton of untapped or becoming tapped potential as a big receiving back. Like, I don't want to say David Johnson or Lev Bell in their prime, but I think it could be in that neighborhood when it's all said and done. So, Matt, let's talk about all these picks, and, and we'll get into the, the second and third round a little bit as well here of the work Mike did. If, if this is how it plays out, uh, we know Trevor Lawrence is going 101. Who would be your 102 in a super flex rookie draft? So uh, options would be certainly Zach Wilson to the Jets, Justin Fields, 49ers, Trey Lance, Carolina. Uh, I think we would at least have to mention Jamar Chase to Detroit. Or maybe it's Najee Harris to Tampa Bay. Who's your 1.02 in this scenario? In this scenario, I would run the card up and easily take Justin Fields. Because I trust Shanahan so much, little Fields note, I guess on a, a YouTube video or some video he recorded today, he ran a 4-4-1 and thinks he might be able to break Ooh. this 4-4. It is, uh, it is Ohio State Pro Day, which I think is this week. I mean, what if that guy runs a 4-3-9? I mean, there's a lot of unbelievable fantasy potential there. And Shanahan, and Shanahan I trust. Yeah, I would totally agree. He would be my second pick. He is uh, still my quarterback, too, uh, from a dynasty rookie standpoint, even though, as we said earlier, it seems like Zach Wilson has um, has moved ahead in, in NFL draft circles. 1.03, I... I think I'm going Trey Lance here. I'm getting more right. and more excited about him. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about him a little bit more as we wrap up the show. But Lance and Carolina, uh, what do you think about that at, at the three spot? That's another one. I trust the coaching staff. As I yeah. get older and presumably, or at least tell myself wiser, I landing spots to me are so key in these kind of decisions. Like. When I'm not, uh, you know, explaining away Haskins or anything like that, he he has much to blame. But when he landed in that nightmare situation in Washington back then, it's just so hard to succeed. You know, going to Carolina with that young coaching staff and Coach Brady as your offensive coordinator to me is a really nice soft landing spot. And I would take Lance over Wilson too if it went this way because of the wheels. Matt, we've got quarterbacks, Lawrence, Fields, Lance going the top three. If you've got the four pick, are you looking at Zach Wilson to keep that quarterback run going? Or are you looking at Chase or Harris or maybe even Javante Williams in Miami, who was uh, an early second rounder in this mock draft? I think Mac Jones also has to be in the conversation just because first round quarterback, super flex. But I'm going with Zach Wilson. I mean, his receiving core is okay. I mean, it's not the greatest. It's okay. This is another one, though, that I trust a young coaching staff, a Shanahan system being implemented on offense. Uh, I think Joe Douglas is going to do a really good job there. So Wilson would be my four. All right, let's finish up uh, at least the first half of this this first-round mock. Five, Mac Jones, 
Same same names we've been running over here. Uh, Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, Javante Williams, maybe even Kyle Pitts in Philadelphia. Uh, I think I think we got to go Najee Harris here. Tampa Bay mm-hmm. starting running back. Uh, we know the the offense is is ready to roll. Najee Harris at five. Yeah, I mean behind Tristan Wirfs and with Brady, you know, getting people out of the box and the upside is a runner. I mean, non super flex. I think he'd be a pretty easy one one if it went this way, don't you think? Yeah, right. Right now, Jamar Chase is my one oh one. I think these landing spots would probably be enough to flip flop those. Yes, for me, it definitely would. All right, Matt, you make the sixth pick here. Jamar Chase, Mac Jones. I'm going to take Jones. Pitts. Yeah. I don't think Jones is very fantasy friendly, obviously, but I do trust it. And again, I'm trusting landing spot. I think Josh McDaniels will get the most out of him. Belichick's not going to allow that to be a screw up. I mean, they spent a lot on receivers, but use it the perfect word. They overspent. Uh, it's not a great receiving core, and they're going to be run heavy. But he's an NFL starting quarterback, you know, probably within a year. That has a lot of value. Yeah, in, in this format, it certainly does. <clears throat> the depth of this class is is unreal. If you've got yeah. a top six or seven pick in this uh, in this super flex format, you are going to be rewarded with with a star. We didn't even talk about Travis Etienne in this mock draft. He goes to Buffalo later in the second round. That would be another player you would start considering around this uh, around this range as well. Matt, when we come back, we're going to dig into one more of these uh, players that we've mentioned here, and we're talking a little Trey Lance today. Yeah, good stuff. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I've told you guys a lot as well about Rock Auto, really good friends of the podcast. We talk about them on Peacock and Williamson all throughout the entire Locked On network, but it's so easy to do. I think there's something you need to look into. And, and Rock Auto is for everybody. It doesn't require membership or account logon. Um, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on the market or something along those time lines too. I mean, they have everything you're looking for. Um, their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. Uh, like I said, their prices are always reliably low. Same for you as the professionals. So why spend twice as much for auto parts at one of these chain stores? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Uh, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. That's two words, locked on. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com We've also been telling you about Built Bar, uh, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-cal, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Um, and th- there's a, a Built Bar madness going on right now. So there's a bunch of different matchups you can go check out. Uh, go to at Built underscore Bar on Twitter or go to BuiltBar.com to check out all that. And you can, you can vote for your favorite um, fl- flavors as well. Remember to use our promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order. 
That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who wins those matchups and becomes the best-tasting protein bar out there. The NFL Draft is just weeks away. It's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect, so you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's keep the rookie quarterback talk going with Trey Lance. Of course, he is the North Dakota State junior quarterback. Uh, he measured in at his pro day at six foot three, two hundred twenty-four pounds. Um, I think at this point, Trey Lance has kind of become known for that. Breakout sophomore season, he threw 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and following that season, Daniel Jeremiah called him the quarterback one in this class, Mm. and yes, that was ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, So obviously, big big accolades there. Uh, I also saw a note that uh, Lance was actually recruited by some Power 5 schools, but they wanted him to play defensive back, not quarterback so that's how he ended up at the smaller school wanted to stick at the quarterback position uh we we hear that phrase a lot especially over the past couple weeks in free agency bet on yourself that certainly has worked out and and it looks like it will work out really well for trey lance as he bet on himself with the small school won a national title and uh, is going to be a, a top 10 pick in the nfl draft when you look at at pros for Trey Lance it seems like almost everything is a pro what what are your thoughts on his game yeah uh, my negatives are his accuracy is not great um I don't hold the small school thing against him all that much to be very honest with you um but they were a very run heavy offense there and so he doesn't have obviously much tape at all from this past year or a lot of games to go off of but there's some games where he throws like 14 passes because they blow somebody out and they just run it down their throat. But he is a great runner. He is extremely athletic and, you know, gifted as a passer, can make all the throws, big power arm, big powerful body. I love the Steve McNair comparison with him. I think that's very apt. And from what I understand, I mean, obviously this is secondhand information. I haven't put him on the board or anything. He is very, very smart and... I think there's a misconception because he played at a smaller school, he's going to need more time than these other guys. Well, I think his what was asked of him from deciphering protections and changing plays and you know changing protections and all those things was probably more advanced than the other guys in this class, except for maybe Mac Jones. Yeah, I think that's all very fair and. You're right. I mean, Trey Lance, if any of these quarterbacks get this this project label, uh, it's Trey Lance. And I think it's really just because of the, the small school. He did basically take the entire 2020 season off. He played one game, didn't play particularly well in that game, and then <clears throat> opted out for the rest of the season. So, you know, you can call those knocks, but those are not – those things are not knocks on his game. It's those are just right. more of circumstances, <clears throat> right? More of concerns. Can he overcome those things? I think he can. Going back to 
Daniel Jeremiah here. He clearly loves this, uh, this kid because his comp for him was Andrew Luck. Oh, wow. So we, we've already talked about the dynasty value a little bit with Trey Lance. He's certainly going to be a, a top five pick in Superflex rookie drafts. Uh, I think he's likely a second rounder in one quarterback rookie drafts. Uh, and in, in startup Superflex drafts, if you're drafting early right now before the NFL draft and rookies are included, I would be scooping him up. In fact, I would be uh, targeting all of these rookie quarterbacks because I think there's a very good chance they gain value. I think there's a very good chance that something like what we saw in the mock draft today from Mike ends up happening, that uh, that a couple of these guys, maybe it's Lance, maybe it's Justin Fields, end up on a team that's ready to compete, not just a, a team with a perennial top five pick. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I mean – even if you're, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm scheduled to do a startup right after the NFL draft, and I, I really don't even care where any of them land. I'm gonna add at least one or two of these young guys, you know, for sure. Even if it's not, you know, even if it, you're not in Superflex, so you just there's a lot of fantasy and real life potential with this crew, and Lance epitomizes it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, good stuff today, Matt. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.